Sonia Morton Firth, and you're watching the Sonia Morton Firth Show. Today, my guests are Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Mark is author, speaker, philanthropist, and serial entrepreneur. He's inspired over half a billion people through his books and is best known as the co-author of The Chicken Soup for the Soul. Crystal is a coach, well-being expert, speaker, and author. Together, they make a formidable couple. Crystal, Mark, first of all, I am honored to have you both on my show. So thank you both for being here. I'm sitting in London, and you're both in Scottsdale. Right. So happy to be here with you, Sonia. Isn't it crazy in this virtual world we can be together and have a great conversation like this? It really is crazy. And I think, you know, that's, that's one thing. Um, if you, you look at this sort of pandemic as well and where we've come from, you know, we've certainly upped in terms of the technology and connecting, um, you know, doesn't always have to be in person. Now, I am a great fan of face-to-face -face connection. I absolutely love it. But just to, to be able to do this and to speak to you all these, you know, thousands of miles, um, it's, it's amazing. It really is. So we've got to be, you've got to be grateful for that. Well, what happened is when our publisher called us and said, hey, the book comes out April 28th and you want to push it back because of COVID and we didn't know how long it'd take. We didn't know that the bookstores weren't going to be able to pay the publishers so they weren't going to work and we'd only get to sell on Amazon. But instead of selling into 20 big bookstores, which I'm used to having sold a half billion books with the, uh, the 312 books I've written, is that now for the first time we're literally around the world. Like here we are with you in the UK. And in the past, I'd go there and I'd have to be in BBC, as you know, <laughs> 28 shows. But look, Mark and Crystal, I, I, I'm dying to talk more about the book. But perhaps before we get onto the book, um, Mark, you're certainly no stranger to, to writing. I'd love to know. <laughs> I'd love to know um, a little bit more about how you got into to writing. Is this something that you always knew you were destined to do? Uh, yes, I think so. I think I was born to be a communicator. At 16, I decided to sort of do it. At, I went bankrupt at. Uh, age 25 and, and I'm sleeping outside of another guy's room and I decide that I want to write that we teach in, in our little ask book you got to ask yourself ask others ask God and I ask myself what do I want to do and I want to talk to people that care about things that matter that what your show is so good about be inspired is be totally transformative now the apostle Paul said be transformed by the self-renewing of your mind I went down to my roommates I was living in Hicksville New York uh, after going you know, bankrupt for $2 million. And I asked my roommates, I said, do you guys know anyone young that's not a cotton top, meaning old, not a lawyer, doctor, celebrity, or Broadway star that's speaking? And the guy said, yeah, he's a few years older than you. He's out in Hop Hog, Long Island, New York. And I got my little beat up Volkswagen, drove out there, lickety split. Listen to this guy mesmerize the audience for three hours, Chip Collins. He became my best friend. I walk up to him and I asked him, I said, can I take you to lunch? You teach me how to do this. He said, look, kid, chance of you making it is zero, one in a thousand, maybe you'll make it. But I'll tell you what to do if you stay out of real estate. I own this. And I asked him, well, what can I do? And he said, do the life insurance business. And I did, uh, Tony Robbins and I were talking one time and we both did a thousand talks a year the first three years in the business. Cause you wow. know, if you take massive action, you get massive results. So I was either asking people to give me talks or talking to audience and asking them, you know, how do I, what can I do to teach you better? And then 
I got really good at it. And somebody said, well, gosh, they kept saying, you have that story in a book because I'm a good storyteller. And this is, I, the first book I wrote was uh, Stand Up, Speak Out, and Win. And I said, this isn't a New York Times bestseller. It is not an international bestseller, but it's my bestseller. And I want to sign to you, your wife, your kids, and your dog if you have one. <laughs> and, and we sold 20,000 copies at $10 each. Now I thought, I've gone from bankruptcy to back. I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing really well. <laughs> Just t talk to me a little bit about getting out of that, of, of, well, getting, going from being bankrupt and changing that mindset because, you know, there are a lot of people, I think, today, right now, that are suffering um, adversities, they're going through low points in life and, and maybe, you know, are facing bankruptcy because of, you know, because of, uh, of what the situation is, the financial crisis that we're going through as well. How did you pull yourself out of that? So, so you're asking a perfect question because right now, it <clears throat> depends on when your country started and every country that's listening around the world to us is different, but we've all been incarcerated in lockdown. What we call it is a cocoon and our corporate symbol is a butterfly and you cannot look a caterpillar and predict butterfly. And we're all in this great cocoon together and, and like it or not, you've got to re-pivot. You've got to ask yourself, how do I reinvent? You've got to ask yourself, what is it I would like to do if I was doing what I want? I've been a flight attendant for the last 30 years and that's what I do. No, no, that's what you do, that's not who you are, right? And that's why we have these great questions. You were talking about the mirror questions before we start, and I'll let Crystal address that. But each one of us has got to know where we are, where we want to go, and, and then what action we got to take to get there. And we'll take you through that as we go, if that's okay with you. Because every a lot of people are like, you're hanging on by their fingernails. They're so low, they got to reach up to touch bottom. And that is a great place because it gives you 360 degrees of freedom if you ask yourself, what is it I want to do? Remember, the subtitle of our book is Ask, The Bridge from Dreams to Your Destiny. And we're saying, look, everyone has a glorious, spectacular, opportunistic destiny that you'll be richer, healthier, happier, more successful, better relationships than you've ever had ever. Talking about destinies, um, and I guess linking that with purpose, um, there are many people that spend a long time really trying to discover what their destiny is. And I'm, I'm a complete believer that everyone has their gift. Everyone has that destiny. Are there, do you, do you have any quick ways to find your destiny? If there's somebody listening to this and thinking, well, that's great. People talk about their destiny, but I just don't know what mine is. And right now, all I do is go to work to pay the bills, which the majority, I guess, of the population do. Right. And to, it's such a great question, Sonia. To find your destiny, you have to get on that path to discovery. And we call it the bridge, the destiny bridge. And the way you do that is through questions. You know, we say that the three channels through which to ask are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. So it starts with asking yourself. Asking yourself is that reflective, retrospective journey. And we really can't understand ourselves or where we are in our lives until we take that journey with ourselves. And that time we spend alone is more important than any time you'll spend doing anything else. Um, so often people are just racing through life, doing their thing, you know, trying to do more and work harder, but they feel so unfulfilled. And so pulling back, it's sort of like, you know, just like the ocean, the wave has to pull back and, and come back into the ocean and be quiet and still to gather strength. And then you surge up again. We need to do that in our own lives. 
So the ask yourself part really is there are three critical phases to that. Phase number one is, is going to that place where you're asking yourself, where am I now? Because you can't move forward to anything new unless you understand where you are at this moment and how you feel about it and what you've learned from it. And all of those sub questions that come under, where am I now? Okay, is this what I've been doing? What have I learned from what I'm doing? Do I like it? Is it what I want to do for the rest of my life? And is there something I'm missing inside? What are my greatest gifts and talents? All of these things. So that first critical phase is where am I now? And then the second critical phase of questions is where do I want to be? Mm -hmm. And, you know, because we can't, we will never figure out how to move forward until we create that blueprint for ourselves. And when we start to ask these specific questions, where do I want to be? Um, you start to literally form this blueprint that you can then fill in with your actions and your intentions. And Mark and I say, you know, always start with, um, well, use the imagination. That's part of preparing to be a good asker is really using your imagination because we're the only animals on this earth that have an imagination. We can create anything, literally anything in our minds we want. And that becomes that template for how we want to live, who we want to be, what we want to do. So we need to spend time asking, you know, who, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And start with the nth degree in mind. Why not? You're the creator of your life. You know, you're co-creating your life with God. We really believe that. Like God's not out there somewhere and, you know, in the, you know, far away, like the only way you'll experience God is inside of yourself. So pull that creative power inside of you and, and start creating, start to imagine yourself at your absolute best because the only limits on your life are the ones you put on it. So as you say, where do I want to be? Imagine yourself in your greatest career, in your greatest relationship, in, you know, fulfilling your greatest life purpose and then start to ask yourself the questions backwards and reverse engineer it like who am i talking to every day what's important to me in this perfect amazing career who are my clients who are my colleagues what are we accomplishing together how does that feel how do we respond to each other how do we work together all of those things are so powerful but so few people take the time to take this asking journey and that's why mark and i wrote this book because when you read the book and really start to understand how powerful it is to ask these questions and inquire of these things and how much it will reveal to you, you discover that your life will change dramatically. And then of course, the final phase of that ask yourself part is, so we said, you know, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And what specific steps do I need to take to get there? Because you do need to put your asking journey into action, of course. So I think this is maybe perhaps where, where people sort of fall short. And I'm going to go back to, um, you know, a, a, lot, a lot of people have sort of seen The Secret and, you know, well, if you think about things, they'll just come, come to you. Right. Uh, and I think it, it sort of got to the stage where a lot of people saying, well, you know, it's great. I've got this. Um, I mean, I, I carry a, a check in my wallet. <laughs> you know, it's like I've got this big check in my wallet. I've written these things down, but, but they're still not happening. People are, some, some people are doing these actions, like you say, and asking these questions. 
why do you think there is maybe some roadblocks or, or things that are sort of stopping people getting really to their dreams and their desires? First of all, we discovered, first of all, we wrote everything we know about asking about how to get out of the doldrums because everyone has pulsations in their life, so ups and downs. So we kept asking ourselves, what did we do to get out? And it was asking. And then we did the full research at all the universities everywhere from Cambridge to Harvard to Stanford. And then we interviewed 26 master askers. And what we found out is that they were not afraid to ask. They know when to ask, how to ask, and who to ask. But what happens is you're right. They hit roadblocks, seven of them. And the first one, you know, is unworthiness. The second one is fear. The third one is doubt. The fourth one, you know, is, is pattern paralysis, where you do the same thing over and over again and expect a new result. Well, you know, I, can, I can relate to some of these things that you're saying. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I mean, it's so much fun because all of us have several of them hitting it. And the last one is, is um, you know, disconnection where you're just unplugged and, and don't even start to get it. Well, sorry, but all of us have some of them. So I'm, I, forgive me for la we're laughing with you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, I think the self worthing is such a big, a big thing for, for everybody. And sometimes we don't realize that we don't have it until we really look deep inside and, and we ask ourselves the question, well, what is it? And if you really, really go deep, it's like, well, the only roadblock is, is yourself, really. The, the, you're putting yourself in the way of, uh, through whatever, through reaching your dreams because potentially fear or you just don't feel worthy of, 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 of going to those heights that you're capable of going to. Right. And so many people are afraid to ask. And, and when we start to reckon with that and start ask our, asking ourselves these questions and identifying our own roadblocks, then we can sort of open up that gate. You know, we start to open those blocks because it all starts with awareness and recognition of what is holding us back. And then understanding the journey forward, then we go, I can do this. Now I, now I get it. You know, I can see what's holding me back. And I know the way forward. This is really exciting. It's what you said to start this thing. We, the story we do on self-worth is our friend, Bob Proctor. I've owned two companies with Bobby. Yes. And, and he's a giant now. But he started out, he's tall, thin, and skinny. But, uh, you know, he was in the military, came out, and he was a fireman and making $4,000 a month in 1962. So he's 87 now. And, and the point is, he owed 6000 and he goes to the bar and sits with these guys every night and looks around and goes, they're not anybody, they're not going anywhere, they're not doing anything, they don't have any self-worth. And I guess I don't have any self-worth, so what he did, he is to ask himself, who is it that has it? He had this guy, Red St Ray Stanford, who I also knew, and he went to Ray and said, you know, will you help me? He says, what do you want? He said, I said, I want to be healthy, I want to be happy, I want to be rich, I want to have my life working like you. And he said, here's what you got to do. And, and you sort of need a mentor. And what we're finding with our book, mm. now that we've been doing this for six months, is that everybody gets a book and then they get a partner to get a book and they mastermind together. Two, one and one at the power of 11. And they go through every question in their book and it, the self-examination, back to what Crystal was brilliantly saying, you just start unraveling what do you really want in your heart of heart? Because once you got self-worth, you take self-determined action. You ask yourself, how do I do it? How do I go from here to there? You'll know because your inner knower knows. We're all born abundant with 18 billion brain cells that can't come to work until you ask at depth of your soul like you did after listening to my friend, Dr. Martini. 
our friend. Uh, and and it, and it is really a feeling, and it really is. Um, I mean, I I actually have the, the physical reaction. It's like a tingling inside, and it feels like every cell in your body absolutely knows that you're on the right path. That's that's the only way I describe it. And it sounds a little bit woo woo for people that that might be watching this, going, "Oh yeah, right." But, but it really does feel like that. By the way, that's, that's I how love we did. that. It's true. I mean, your body speaks to you, you know, and, and so you know when you're on the right path. When we did Chicken Soup for the Soul, we had seven discernments. And the first one was it's got to give God bumps, goosebumps, or chili bumps, yeah. which is, you know, pretty universal discernment that this is truth. And, and what you're saying is, is, what is the truth of your soul and your heart? And that's where we're, we, what Crystal and I have discovered is that people aren't willing to ask since Socrates taught asking you know, in ancient Athens and started the whole educational system by teaching Plato who taught, you know, Aristotle who taught Alexander the Great who conquered his world. The point is we all need to learn how to ask and, and we don't, we want everyone to grow up and become what we're calling now master askers. And, and once they get the book and pretty much you can get it everywhere around the world at Amazon, which we're having an exciting uh, revelation of, we didn't know that could happen. Uh, then we ask them to go to ask the ask askthebookclub.com, askthebookclub.com. We're going to have a free meeting with everybody who's read the book and help bolster them up to become, find their destiny, become master askers by talking to each other literally world around. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Well, please count me in on that book club, I have to say. Yeah. Um, it, it, just in terms of um, the, the master asker, because, uh, you know, we, we ask questions every day and, uh, you, you know, I'm, I, I interview people and uh, well, I know questions can be so important, but it's the, it's the way we ask questions, isn't it? Um, are there any sort of principles that you would say um, is the best way to, the best thing to adopt to, to ask the best sort of questions? Is there a sort of a, a, a best practice to ask questions, the right questions? Right. I think it's really important to um, frame your questions in a positive way. Too many people, you know, where they're asking a lot of questions, but they're asking in, in a very negative way, like, oh my God, what if I get sick? What if I lose my job? How am I going to survive? You know, all of these things start to give directions to your mind. You're creating that architecture we were talking about, but you're creating it in the worst case scenario, that's why we're saying, go to, it is very important how you formulate your questions. So we described that in the book. You, you need to go to this place that is the nth degree of your ultimate success. Why not? And you really have to become disciplined in not letting your mind run away with these crazy questions that can lead you to creating exactly the life that you don't want. Um, because you are the creator of your life. And while it, it you know, I'm a transformational life coach and clinical hypnotherapist, and I tell people all the time, while it appears that your life is coming at you from an outside source, and you're just sort of like ducking and dodging and trying to keep all the balls in the air, the opposite is really true. The truth of it is, your life experience is created from the inside out. And um, once you realize that, it's so powerful. You say, then you can say, look, if I don't like what I'm getting, then I need to go back inside and start formulating the right questions. Because every question asked, you know, you start asking questions, you suddenly see a solution you didn't see before. You ask more questions, 
you get an illumination. And I'm sure you've felt this. So, you know, you start asking, you go, oh, wow, that never occurred to me. You keep asking more questions. You start to form a plan. And so question by question, answer by answer, you start to cross that bridge to your destiny. And you start to feel really amazing because like you said, you know when it's happening. You know when you're on. You know when you're doing that dance with, uh, with life that you're supposed to be doing. And, and it feels in that moment that you, you have those, the, those amazing moments, those aha moments, it, it feels so right. Um, I, but I want to say some, well, not sometimes, just when you think you're going down the path, you then have what I call the monkey mind that comes along and it tells you all the reasons why that's just not possible. Or who do you think you are? You're never going to be able to do that. Or your, your mind almost wants to question everything that you're thinking. So, so the answer is, and we get the thing about Edison in there, you know, when, when Napoleon Hill, the guy with the Rich, yes. interviewed him and said, well, wait a second, you've had 10,000 failures. And he said, oh, 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 I never had 10,000 failures. I had 10,000 learning experiences. And he says, well, what if you didn't find it? He said, well, if I didn't find it, I wouldn't be interviewing you right now. That's that simple. If I didn't figure out how to do the light bulb. But the way he did it, back to the question you asked Crystal about getting your destiny, we're saying you've got to ask yourself, 400 times before you get to sleep, God, what's your destiny for me? 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 Remember, I said you got over 18 billion brain cells that they can count, and you've got to go to the deeper, innermost, higher-most self to find out what you really are because we've had so much pollution from our family and our friends and our school and our kids and humma humma. And what happens is that once you get over it, Edison knew he was going to find the light bulb back to goosebumps. We knew that we were going to be world's best-selling author, and we sold a half billion books, but our goal is to sell a billion books because back to your statement, everyone says, who do you think you are, Mark? Nobody's ever sold a billion books. Well, <laughs> you, by the way, you, sold, you sold half a billion, right? <laughs> well, we did chicken soup originally. They wouldn't let us on. I was selling more than anybody. In New York Times, the lady wouldn't let us on. So Jack says, what are you going to do about it? Now, he graduated third in his class at Harvard, but he's afraid to ask, and I'm not. So I call her up, and I say, what, what happens here? I'm, I'm selling more books than anybody, and you're not putting us on New York Times. She says, sir, you are a multi-authored book. I go, yeah? I said, does that mean you don't do multi-authored books? She said, we at the New York Times. She was very pompous and self-assured and full of herself. We don't do multi-authored books. I said, you're positive. She said, I'm positive. I said, lady, you do the Bible. It's got 66 books, unless we had maps, and it's 720. Are you sure? She said, you're in next week, boy. <laughs> So the, the point is of questions is you've got to be pre proactive. What Crystal said is you can't go asking negative. Like I did, I said, oh my God, what about go bankrupt? And I checked a book out of the library, how to go bankrupt by yourself. You ask the wrong question, you get the wrong result because the conscious mind feeds the subconscious. And you know this stuff and teach it and have had everybody great on your show. And thank you for inviting us. But once you program that subconscious, it just, it becomes robotic. It becomes hypnotic. And so, and Crystal's the hypnotherapist said the two of us, but the fact of the matter is you've got to program your mind positively, correctly, assumptively, and then you got to go take the action to feed it to, into the belief that you're going to do it. Like I had to make the calls to get the seminars and sell more books than anybody's ever sold just because that's what my intention was. But is there a part, I mean, look, Mark and Crystal, you know, you're, you're very successful. You've, you've done this before. 
And there must have been a point, well, I know there was in, in, in reading your story, that, that you were rejected, not just once, but I'm sure a lot of times. And yet you kept, it's your lives, you kept going back and you kept going back and you kept going back. There was, there's, there's resilience there. But does everyone have that resilience? I believe absolutely everyone does, but we have to have a little bit of courage to use it. And I, I think back to one of my most challenging times in my life. I was very young. I um, was one of those kids that thought high school was super easy and boring. So I accelerated my curriculum and graduated at age 16 and married my boyfriend who was five years older. Not a great life plan, right? So two and a half years later, I find myself divorced, baby on my hip, um, you know, in a city by myself with no friends or family and honestly no idea what I was going to do to make money, to, to survive. So I did what I could think of. I, I applied for food stamps because I didn't know how I was going to pay for food. And um, I got those and I remember standing at the, at, at the line at the grocery store ready to hand the, over those food stamps for my diapers and food. And I suddenly had this huge epiphany, this question dropped in my mind. And it was seriously like a light bulb was shining on my head, like a spotlight. And I first question was, how did I get here? Followed by the second question, like, um, are you, am I doing everything I can to get out of this? Or am I taking the easy way out? And it was this moment of truth. And I knew the second I asked myself that question, I that I wasn't. I wasn't doing everything I could. I wasn't tapping in. I wasn't digging deep. And it would have been really easy for me to just like uh, take the victim, you know, role and say, oh, you know, I have every excuse. I'm this young mother. I'm so young. I have a baby. But something inside of me, when, when that question challenged me and I thought, no. And as, as I realized, like, I am not doing my best. And I don't like that feeling. And so as I, this all happened in a nanosecond. So as I was turning those food stamps over to the cashier, I was literally saying with so much conviction to myself, this will not be my future. I, uh, at that point, I put myself through real estate school and a year, just slightly more than a year and a half from that time that I was turning those food stamps over to the cashier, I was now working for the top home builder in our, in our um, valley. And I became the number one realtor. And also in, during that time, someone had approached me and said, you should do some modeling. So I thought, what do I have to lose? I went to the, the largest modeling agency in our, our valley and I asked them if they would sign me and they did. And uh, I ended up doing some television commercials that went national. So I was also now getting um, Screen Actors Guild. You have to join the union when you make so much in residuals. Have to is an interesting term because it's the benefits are amazing. So I had the best insurance for my son and myself. I'm the number one, I become the number one realtor in my company and I'm working for the top home builder. And it was such an amazing pivot in my life that I kept, I couldn't help but look back on it and say, wow, I'm so glad that I asked myself that question. And then I had the courage to sort of be tough on myself and parent myself a little bit and say, no, this is not acceptable. I can do better. And were there not moments, Crystal, because I mean, it sounds like it just flows so beautifully. Were there not moments where you thought, oh God, I can't do this or, or something, you know, oh, I, I don't have that, that the TV hasn't, has rejected me or that's, the realtor job isn't going the way I thought. And, and you sort of step back and like, oh God, maybe I can't do this anymore. 
totally because because when you hear it in the story form it all worked out but everything you know the competition at the and 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 whatever the naysayers at the real estate company and all of those things um just so many obstacles you know and and even in the modeling industry oh my gosh the, the competition there is incredible but what i learned about the modeling thing was there are so many pretty faces but i figured out if i could connect with the people at a real level. So when I would go in for an audition, a cattle call of a thousand girls, I would look at them in the, in the face and talk to them and have a conversation, look in their eyes, get some rapport going. And I didn't feel like, oh, I'm the most beautiful woman here. I mean, there are so many beautiful women, but I, I was so blessed because people became so attracted to that. And well, I think your aura, your energy. I mean, it's we're, we're all energetic beings, so I guess it. And we just need to, the connection part is so important, and that's why we, Mark and I, love asking because we talk about how asking questions is what bonds us together. When we ask each other a question, we listen for the answer, and when then we do a deeper probing question. We talk about this in the book. We become bonded as human beings, and in the studies that we did. Um, the studies all reveal that if you, the better people who ask more questions are more likable, you're more likable in business situations, you're more likable in a dating study, people who ask more questions, more sincere probing questions, were the ones who were more likely to get the second date. So this whole question of asking encompasses, you know, it's, it's asking yourself, it's asking others, and asking God, you know, tapping into that greater purpose, asking, you know, creator of the universe you i you created me for something great what is that what i want to be the greatest expression of what i was created to be show me what that is so just a couple of things on max i definitely want to get back to the asking others but just in terms of asking god the universe whatever you believe in that there i'm sure there are people that believe in various different things how do you, and I'm sure people are going to say, well, how do you get the answer? I mean, do you hear this sort of booming voice that says, this is the answer? Or where does the answer come from when you ask, let's say, when you ask God or the universe? Here's the deal. You, when I was in graduate school, I was with Buckminster Fuller, Einstein's best student. And Bucky said, you can never ask a question without the answer coming. And we happened to be walking down the street together. And he said, just ask yourself what kind of tree that is. And I didn't know. And three days later, somebody's talking about, oh, aren't the walnut trees the best ever? It just, it's sort of spontaneous. So this is why the Bible and all spiritual literature says, ask and you shall receive. Then I want to go back and hitchhike on what you said in response to what Crystal said about her eye contact, her charisma, her energy. All of us on a full-time basis are broadcasting receiving stations, mm -hmm. right? And most people back to the seven... And by the way, I love the way you asked the question subtly, but the seven roadblocks, the first one being self-worth, if you don't program yourself the night before you go into, whether it's modeling or a job in sales or a job in business or a job in interviewing or broadcasting, if you don't program yourself positively and correctly, you'll be sending out the wrong box. I don't think I'm worthy of this job. And you're pulling back rather than pushing forward. And what you talked about a charisma and aura and all of which is true. I mean, you know, now we can take pictures of our auric energy, thanks to curly and photography. The, the point is we all need to program ourselves with the right questions. So we even have questions 
to ask that are going to show that we're competent and capable and enthusiastic and really going to just please, please, please give me a job. I'm dying. Yeah. That, that wrong energy. <laughs> wrong energy. It's, it's, it's a yeah. stop sign rather than a green light. Right. You don't ever want to come from desperation. And that's why it's so important to spend that time with yourself, establishing your greatest vision through those questions, through the, through the right questions. And in terms um, when we talk to others, um, it's one area where I've never sort of been frightened. I was always the person putting the hand up and saying, what about this? Or in a room with yeah. people, I'd always ask the question that everyone was dying to ask, but they were all too scared to ask. What is this fear that we have of, of asking um, questions that might be relatively simple, but they, people are dying to ask because they don't know the answer, but they feel, you, you sort of feel stupid. Well, I don't want to look like that stupid person that asked the question, so I'm just going to sit here and not say anything. Right, no, it's so true. Oh, Sonia, so, you know, we, we all came into this world as these beautiful, uncorrupted children, right? And so we were wildly curious. We wanted to know who, what, when, where, how, why. And we also were not afraid to ask for more, 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 right? And then over time, whether it was how you were parented or the jobs you did, or you went into the military, whatever, you know, life's basic rejection, that beautiful ability to ask and to be curious about everything and be unashamed in not knowing that gets crushed out of us we start to we start to get scared we were rejected and it starts to program it programs that beautiful natural asking ability ability out of us it crushes it out of us that is why it is so important to spend time rebuilding that because you have it inside of you you can rebuild this you can rekindle every beautiful thing inside of you it's waiting for you, but you have to be willing to take this journey. You have to dedicate yourself to it and have fun with it. It's important to have fun. You know, the other studies we did showed that people going into situations where they have to ask somebody a question, either ask for information, help, assistance, whatever, going into it, people felt like they would be perceived as being stupid, ignorant, uninformed, or pushy and obnoxious right? The opposite is true. When you actually are willing to step up and ask, there is an 80% like more likely chance that your wish, that your request will be granted if you're just willing to step up and ask. And so we need to understand that, that our preconceived notions are wrong. They're flawed. And even if someone does reject us, I always tell people this in, with everything in life, in, in my coaching practice, it has nothing to do with you. We're all a little bit narcissistic we literally think everything is about us yeah and it's yeah. tempting to do that right mm. when someone rejects you when someone's mean even mean to you or unkind it has very little to do with you it has everything to do with what is going on inside of them and you need to understand that mm -hmm. and 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 be in your stay in your joy and realize that you're going to ask and this person may or may not be able to grant your request maybe they just Maybe they just got terrible news. Maybe they're so overwhelmed that they just can't even focus on what you're saying right then or whatever it is. It rarely has anything to do with you. Sometimes you're still gonna feel scared, but if you just deter be determined to just step on your 
on that fear with courage. Sometimes you just have to get in there and step on that fear with some courage. And just, I, I like to even envision that in my mind because those visualizations are important. See yourself as you're stepping through that door, stepping on your fear which is tremendous courage with like- I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Stepping on your fear. I, that is, I think a lot of people particularly here, and I'm, I'm just gonna bring, bring it back to, um, to, to being here in England, to, to the Brits. We tend to be um, overly polite in certain situations <laughs> where we don't feel like we can ask because it would be rude. Uh, this is, I mean, I've been in sales a long time as well. That, that was my sort of corporate job. And, you know, we were taught then, you, you have to ask the question. You're not going to get the sale if you don't ask the question. <laughs> so many people, particularly here, and it is a cultural, I think, uh, cultural thing, I think, sometimes are that it's a bit of a stiff upper lip thing, maybe the older generations, that they just won't ask the question because they, they think it's it's rude in some way so the, the point is we're giving everyone out there permission right now to ask and ask big and and back to the three questions ask yourself what do i really want to be what do i really want to do what do i really want to have then ask others and if you don't feel confident to do it all you got to do is say hey look Crystal and Mark gave us full permission. I think, Sonia, you'll add your permission to that. Oh, absolutely. Go for it. I'm going to tell you that 30% of the people are unemployed, underemployed, or unhappily employed in America. And I'm going to say it's probably the same in UK same, right same now. Year, I'm sure, yeah. And it's not getting any better at one level. At another level, 30% of the businesses, for whatever reason, are explosively growing. I did a whole other book, which if they go to my website, markvictorhanson.com, how to be up and down times, it's free. And, and we talk about the seven businesses are going to do $50 trillion between 2020 and 2030. But those businesses are where you could go find your ideal self, find that you earn all the money that you deserve because most people have been underperforming because they're not happy where they are. And if you're not happy, you cannot be fully productive. And, and you know, if we're made in the image and likeness of God, like it says in Genesis 1:28, then you're here for two reasons, to create and contribute. And you've got to ask yourself, your deeper innermost soul, what am I here to create? And what am I here to contribute? And what I, we're here to contribute, like your title is Be Inspired. We want to inspire everyone to their best self. And the only way you can do that is if you're probing and discovering what is your higher destiny. Because it's not to be a drone. It's not to sit at a desk and type. It's not to be a blah, blah. It's to be something. You're here to be a record setter, a history maker, like the guy you interviewed we watched to climb <clears throat> sorry, Everest and everything. Back to what you'd asked earlier about writing down all this stuff. I'd gone through a very painful and expensive divorce, and I wrote down 267 things I needed in my ideal wife. We had to be, each of us had to have our own business. We, we had a love to travel. We had a love to be with people. We had to absolutely totally love each other, be monogamous, all those kind of things. And um, I never told her that until after, but she, you know, and I say write down in purple, God's highest color, top of the electromagnetic spectrum. So you should write, sorry, I'm really curious about this. You should write it in purple. Yeah. Right, yeah, write the goals yeah, in, in, pur in purple pen. Purple. In purple so pen. Any time of day or uh, anything else? Or you should you just be sort of really centered and really sort of, yeah, yeah and we, we like mornings because it's so fresh if you can get up a little early and spend that time with yourself because it sets your day and, and we we really believe in 
every morning we spend an hour together in prayer and meditation and writing our goals. We've got a gold journal with us. And, and, you know, we have more victories than anybody because all life pulsates. All life has the big word is vicissitudes, meaning the yogurt, the yogurt hits the fan, right? There's nobody getting out of here clean. So you need to look back at the victory journal so you can say, hey, wait a second, I succeeded before. Somehow I'm going to pull myself out of this dew and out of this gold room and out of the COVID and out of everything. Now, I guess a lot of people will be looking at that. And I, and I love your purple pen. I love the writing down of the ideal relationship. Um, I'm going to do that, actually. Uh, but, but certainly in terms of people goal setting, you know, we're, we're, we're about to enter 2021. And I'm sure a lot of people set goals back in 2020 and probably ripped them up thinking, wow, who would have known that we were going to have a global pandemic? And all those wonderful goals I wrote have, have gone. What sort of advice would you give to people that are listening that are about to sort of sit down and, and maybe write their goals for 2021 and maybe you're a little bit skeptical about the whole goal setting process? If you want to deal with wisdom, get a copy of the book, Ask, The Bridge from Dreams to Your Destiny, and get two copies, one for you as a Christmas gift for somebody else, and then give it to them and then go through every question together and start writing it. Everyone needs a mastermind partner, a spouse, a, a, sometimes like her mother is one of the greatest women in the world. You gotta have somebody you go through because one and one in mastermind has a power of 11 and two people in agreement, one can move a thousand, two can move 10,000. And, and we're told pretty repetitively that we're the most formidable couple and they've asked us to do a whole tape on how to do that. You know, cause when you're in alignment and when you're in attunement with God, you're pretty much invincible if you know how to ask. Well, and just let me add to that. When you take this journey, this asking journey, your goals may be, you know, it's important to set your goals to become the best you can be. And maybe the circumstances in your world and your life are going to change like the pandemic changed us. Mm -hmm. But if you're always making sure that your goals include you becoming your greatest expression and all the ways to do that, then you can't fail. In any situation, you will, you know, you will prevail. You will find success. So that's really important. That's why this this is so important to to take that journey and really dive into it. In terms of um, the legacy that you both would like to leave behind, um, I mean, Ask is a phenomenal book. You've written some amazing books. Um, if I could ask you at my sort of final question, which talks about legacy, and that is, if you were to write a message in a bottle for future generations to find, what would that message be? I'll go first this time, and she can go second. So, first of all, we didn't put it in this book, but we're going to do it in, we're doing an ask course that will take people through. And I say you got to write 100-year goals, minimal. Now, now, my goal, I'm 72 years young. Never call yourself old. That would be a besmirchment of the soul. I'm going to live to be 127. I'm about to say, Mark, and, and this isn't to butter you up, you look amazing for your age. Absolutely amazing. And I'm sure it's not any Zoom filters. No, 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 no. She takes great care of me, and she's a nutritionist, amongst other things. But the message in the bottle would be, here's my 10 100-year goals, which, by the way, I wrote when I was – in my 20s. So it's, this is not an age thing, but I said, I'd like to feed on fed humanity because today we can do that. I'd like to house on house humanity expeditiously and omniconsiderately. I'd like to take all trash and turn it into cash saying there's no useless 
item in the planet, right? There's great stuff, just we didn't know how to do it. Now we're part of a company in that book. I said everyone could go to my website, markvictorhanson.com. We talk about a company that spent $300 million that's figuring out how to turn trash into cash, metal, glass, glass, metal, metal, plastic. And, and what that means is we all our garbage dumps around the world since 1950, that's the first time we ever had them, is, are now full. In America, the 10,000 of them are closed, they're full. And now we can take all that back and turn it into resources. We turn it into resources in America, that means 22 million people. Your population is 160 million, if I got it right. So that's 10 million new jobs just for the UK, like that. So we're in an exciting time if you're awake and asking questions, what's gonna work? What is the future? What is the trend? What is, what's going up and not going down? Then you can be part of it. And I'll let you answer your legacy questions, honey. I think my message in, in a bottle would be that um, the only way to ever find the magic in life is to find the magic within. And you know, spend time going inside of yourself, being with God, universe, being with creator, and, and setting your goals and your destiny from the inside out and your vision, because that's where it's created. Crystal Mark, where can people find out about you? How can people buy the books? We will put the links in the show notes as well. But it'd be great if you could just, just tell people. We'd like everyone to go to more or less Amazon is available everywhere. And, and the bookstores, even BNN is owned by a British company now, which is having financial trouble on sort of news. So get Ask the Bridge from Dreams Your Destiny at Amazon and then go to my website, markvictorhanson.com, if you would please, and then yeah. Crystal. Well, um, so yeah, I was going to say, don't forget, we, when you get the book, be sure to join the book club, askthebookclub.com. Yes. That's super important. And then just find us on social media. We love to stay in touch. And I'm under Crystal Dwyer Hanson, kind of a tongue twister. Um, it's a long story, but I had to keep that name because I already had so many impressions. They wouldn't let me drop it. So, um, so Crystal Dwyer Hanson, then of course, Mark Victor Hanson and Facebook, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all of the above, you can find us, but please stay in touch. We love connecting with everyone. Um, and, I, and I really try to try to answer people through messages and things like that. It's important to me. I love being in touch with everyone. So let us know how you're doing on your asking journey. <laughs> Crystal Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on my show all the way from the US. Thank you so much. You're doing amazing things and you really are changing the planet. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, there's a new interview out every Monday. So hit subscribe and like and you'll get it straight into your inbox.